down to just two players with a bomb down. Falsy finding three, four. Will we see the ace from Falsy this round? Welcome to Showstopper, BU Gaming Club's Collegiate Valorant Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Moncow, and as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Philip Tran. How are you? Great. I'm joining you from a place called 91 Bay State Road, Killishan Honors Ooh. College. Not sure if you're aware of it, but it's a pretty nice place. Just down the street from me. It'd be nice maybe one of these days to do this in person, huh? Have us both in the same camera? I would love that, huh? Hey, after Perhaps next up, semester? Jab me with that j mm. I'm looking for it. I'm actually so down for that. But to keep us company, since we don't have each other, we do have patch notes, Philip. Who could have thought? It's not like every time we do this, there is new patch notes. But you timed know. it exactly right. Every I week, know. Every two weeks, Ride is like, you know what? We'll give one to the boys. And these one. these are pretty big too. Like this isn't just like minor patch notes like we yeah. had last time. We we got some big boy pants to put on here. For sure, for sure. Two point oh six. Let's. Get over there, and you can walk us through it, Philip. All right. So I think the biggest change, honestly, here comes with Viper. Um, kind of a, a, a rework here. Her toxins are uh, now instantly give you 50 decay, and they decay to you to one health in 10 seconds instead of 15. Uh, but once you get out of that uh, that toxin, your health starts to regen faster uh, from 2.5. Uh, seconds previously to 1.5. There's also some rework with some of her abilities. For example, her snake bite, which is her Molotov. Uh, her equip time for that is decreased. Her toxic screen, which is like that, uh, well, basically her wall. It remains for two seconds after she dies. Uh, with her poison cloud, that's basically her smoke. It's able to be immediately be uh, redeployed when picks up. And it remains for two seconds or until Viper runs out of fuel. And it can be picked from a little bit further away. So a bit of a Viper rework going on here, making Viper a little more viable. Uh, in addition to that, some Yoru stuff going on, um, namely with uh, his blind side and his gate crash, as well as his alt. So his blind side, that's his flash ability. Basically, the flash is activated faster and it lasts for longer. And with the gate crash, uh, which is his teleport, instead of granting it every two kills, it just gives you back that gate crash every 35 seconds. And that kind of portal lasts uh, now 30 seconds from the previous 20 seconds. Also, the range added at which it's detected is now uh, less. It's originally seven meters. Now it's four meters to be detected. And there's this like visual ring uh, so that you can see when the fragment is visible to enemies. Uh, his alt dimension, uh, dimensional drift is now six instead of seven alt points. And you can activate gate crash while you're in your alts here. And just that's big. Tiny little thing for Killjoy. Um, you can pick up her nades during buy phase. But I will say this. That's nice. That has actually kind of messed with Killjoy in an unexpected way, which I can maybe bring up later. Uh, for we, sure. We have the Killjoy main. Over. We have the Bucky to go over. The Bucky. <sighs> they nerfed it. Everyone's favorite gun, no. right? <laughs> no. I hate playing against it, but I love playing with it. They decreased the spread on both the left and the right click, and they did a uh, update to the damage curve. So from 0 to 8 meters, it's 20 damage per pellet. From 8 to 12 meters, 12 damage per pellet. And beyond that, it's just 9 damage per pellet. But really hurts. The right click is now reduced from 15 pellets to five pellets, which means at uh, normally you need to double click somebody to kill them if they have armor. It's a one click kill without armor 
but it uh, two click kill yeah two click kill with armor, which is uh, uh interesting. You can't one bop people anymore, unfortunately. Bucky's still as effective uh, up close, but kind of a nerf from far away now. Yeah, and I think that's most of the big changes when it comes to you know competitive play and whatnot. There were a couple others to escalation yeah. and little changes here and there, and then of course the hilarious um, April Fools patch, which I don't think we really need to go over, but I would uh, definitely take a look at that I if mean, you haven't. If you want to take a look at it, we obviously can. I mean, Brim smokes a hundred seconds now, kind of competing with <laughs> Omen. Almost. Let's talk about it at the end of the show. Yeah. If okay. we've got time after, we'll definitely come back and talk about no them because they were Dari pretty sick. The cut. Yeah, it's fresh, bro. I don't even remember when I got this cut. Probably two, four, four weeks ago. Did I have this cut last podcast? Can't I remember. don't think so. I don't think so. No way. Dude, time flies. Time Straight fresh. Flies. And there's, there's also um, HRTF, which is quite nice as well. Uh, the yeah. uh, positional sound. And then I turned it off because <laughs> I can't get used to it. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's pretty nice, though. Hey, I mean, it reminded me of CS where it just sounded like you had cotton balls in your ears until you got used to it. Yep. Yep, it'll take some getting used to, but long story short, basically, this should provide some more accurate sounds, which has been a big complaint of a lot of people um, in Valorant. So hopefully this helps. But yeah, no, definitely the focus of this update is going to be on those Yoru changes, those Viper changes, and the Bucky changes. So why don't we talk about them um, one at a time now that we've sort of gone over all the changes? Let's roll it all the way back to the one that probably most people are interested in, which is the Viper changes. Uh, Viper controller, right? Yep. Am I insane to think? Yeah, she's a controller. Is definitely one of the least used agents, certainly least used controller um, in the game. I I mean, I for one, there's times when you go up against a Viper and you just feel so oppressed by someone who can really use Viper utility well. But that's a rarity, I think, even in high-level play. Um, so for a long time, people have been asking for a rework to look at Viper again and say, how can we use her differently? Because she's just not really ever going to surpass like a Brim or an Omen in raw smoking, for example. So this is quite an interesting change. Uh, what do you think of it, Philip? Yo, before the patch, Viper was a complete troll pick. If you picked Viper, I don't care what you say. You could be the best Viper in the world. <laughs> but I'd rather have any any other smoke character. Viper's just not as versatile. Um, her utility in the past couldn't really, like, once you put down your wall, it's there. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, same with her uh, mm. her smoke, basically, and some of her other, other utility. It just didn't really make sense because there's no versatility to it. But now that her stuff does damage, that, that's very, like, like, 50, or not damage, but decay, like, instantly. You go into any of her utility, instant 50 decay. That is pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And on certain maps, such as Icebox, where you can do these like like long walls and just cut off the entire parts of sight, and attackers need to push through them. Uh, I mean, you can use it on the other side as well, and like defenders need to push through them, and they're instantly tagged with 50 damage. That is pretty powerful. I, I will say it doesn't make her a best pick overall, but on some maps, she could absolutely work now. Um, I yeah. think she's less of a troll pick. No, I agree for sure. And I think, I mean, what's interesting about Viper is that she's always had this this unique sort of position uh, in the agent field that I don't think many agents have, which is you can kind of use her to gain access to a very specific area if you want to, for example. If you know the lineups and you know you're going to hit this one site fast, for example, and you just want to clear these angles, 
if you know exactly which angles you want to clear and you have the lineups for it, she has always been one of the most effective characters in the game at getting people out of those angles and nullifying where you can get shot from. Problem is, like, if that doesn't work, like, let's say you lose the opening fight, for example, all of her stuff is just gone. Like, it's all out there. You can't get it back. And now she's just a paperweight for the rest of the game. So it's it used to be a really high risk, high reward thing. But now... I feel like she's even better at sort of just gaining control around the map like this. And because her abilities individually are more powerful, you might not need to commit as much of her abilities in one place to get control of a specific area like that. So I'd be really interested to see, for example, do you think it'll be viable now to use, I don't know, her, her Viper's pit, for example, to flush people out of angles. Cause before, like you could kind of sit in there for a little while and, and be okay. Um, or at the very least, because the range of it is small, you didn't have to be too worried. You could just kind of leave. Do you think maybe you can use a smoke aggressively, for example? Will we see more aggro vipers? <laughs> aggro viper. That's going to be interesting. I am still concerned about where viper fits into most teams. I don't think viper is as versatile as other smoke characters. I agree. But, you know, basically making an enemy like basically making it like like basically nullifying armor that's pretty powerful and for more aggressive plays where you want to cut off like uh, an angle and prevent enemies from pushing because you know enemies are going to push through smoke no problem mm -hmm. the only thing that ha the only thing that it really prevents them from pushing through smoke is they can't see what's happening but viper her smoke now like her poison cloud or, or her wall now you take you take decay damage so it would discourage yeah. pushing through a lot more. And in some experience, I haven't played that many games with Viper on the other team. It's made me think about pushing things, you know, like not pushing through smokes as much. Um, I haven't seen enough Viper, I think, to see like if this is a completely viable strategy. Uh, I think a lot remains to be seen. I wonder if pros will actually pick up Viper anytime soon. Choice It'll definitely be interesting. And actually, I mean, the point that you brought up just uh, just about the smoke being, um, for example, way more pow way more damaging now. I mean, it's the classic age old saying in games like this in CS, right, which is smokes aren't walls. You can walk through smokes. But for most of the smokes in the game, there is very little downside to walking through it. Uh, this this changes things a lot. Do you think we could actually see people using poison clouds now? as a means to kind of permanently block off an area, especially since Viper can theoretically keep yeah. that up for way longer than any other character smokes. Uh, Chad is saying that my audio is getting quiet randomly for whatever. I did reason. buff it a little bit. Hopefully that'll help. Um, All right. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just standing a little close to the mic. Anyways, um, I think her poison cloud is kind of a powerful thing, especially because you can pick it up now. And especially yeah. because even after she dies, it remains for two seconds at the most. Um, mm -hmm. it's definitely one of those things that is, is, is more than just a smoke now. It's, it's more of a deterrent to like uh, pushing through angles. And I think teams are going to end up respecting it more. Yeah. And I think, I think the most interesting thing is we're, we're talking like smoke, right? It's a smoke. It's a smoke. I can't think of a single smoke that you really play around just like the one smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times on sites, you might have like a two smoke execute and that blocks off the main choke points. You don't really play around those two smokes. They're just there. So you don't yeah, die yeah. from those choke points because this thing lasts for so long and people can't really sit in it or push through it as much. Do you think we'll see executes where you actually play around a one smoke and like putting it up and taking it down and moving it a little bit? Or do you think that's possible? Cause that totally changes the game. That would be 
quite something, you know. Like imagine split uh, for some odd reason, you know, smoking out the vent and then picking out that up and then doing the same thing to smoke out heaven or something like that would be pretty cool to see uh, especially in combination with the viper wall like these teams just trying to desperately like retake a site and they're taking 50 damage yeah off the bat yeah I, it's exciting uh finally viper can do something and teams and viper actually being more versatile now yeah and i think the other thing to consider as well is that 50 decay instantly how do we think that could combo with other things in the game? Like, for example, like getting vulnerable yeah. by either Killjoy or like uh, Astra, for example. Astra could you have, yeah, could you have a Sova with a shock arrow, a, um, a, sorry, you can't break, you can't break poison clouds, right? Like on the floor? No, you can't. Yeah. Just... So could you just have a Viper just stick that on the bomb and just wait? And as soon as they tap it, a, sh a shock arrow lands, Astra like pulls them in so they're vulnerable and her cloud goes up. You lose 50 health immediately. You're vulnerable. You get one shot by the arrow. That's so funny. Is that possible? Like that Might sounds well, absurd. Dude, just keep adding the insult to injury. You get tripped by the cypher. Yeah, you know, there's a, a bot in body there. Yeah. And, you know, breach ulted. <laughs> <laughs> and <flash. laughs> just get a nade just you know, could you yeah. imagine like suddenly that's terrifying though because i don't think there's anything else in the game that can basically yeah. immediately take you down to a one shot from certain from like a vulnerable thing i think it makes like viper so much better with uh post plants here like, yeah especially that because you take damage and you're vulnerable vulnerable from her uh from her toxin you throw in those snake bites you know like oh they're a goner like for sure for sure. I think, yeah, I mean, that's, it'll be super interesting to see how Viper plays. Uh, I guess so we don't spend too long on just one thing because we do have quite a few other things to cover. Um, let's just close out Viper with like, are you thinking of picking up? Do you think the B team will pick it up? Is that a possibility? Um, I don't know a single Viper player, so <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> maybe Dari in the chat can tell uh, us if he's thinking on. of picking it up. Yeah, I mean, I know. Maybe, I <laughs> maybe for next year, guys, if we uh, if we uh, run tryouts and there's like this immortal Viper that comes in, I'm not gonna say no. That's terrifying. But that's nightmare fuel right there. Immortal Viper. Like I kind of want that on my wall as like my title. I don't really. know. That's terrifying. It, I mean, how many people do you know seriously play Viper that aren't silver? None. The closest I've ever seen yeah, to someone seriously playing Viper that's not silver is there was one match last semester with the A team where we basically said, uh, Falsia basically went, it was the best of three, right? First two match, it was like Ascent, Haven, Inferno, I almost said Inferno, Ascent, Haven, Split, right? Um, could you imagine? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of good maps, silly me. Uh. Um, Ascent, Haven, Split, right? And Falsia basically went, hey guys, can we lose the second map so that we can play Split and I can main Viper? And we all just went, nah. And then we did lose the second map and he did play Viper and we lost. Actually, I don't remember if he actually played Viper, but I remember we, we did not do very well in Split. So that's the closest we've ever come that's to cool. seriously playing Viper. That was in an official, that wasn't even a scrim. Um, and it was kind of a meme. So wow. I, don't, I don't see it happening anytime um, soon. I mean... It's going to be tough. I mean, uh, let's just say Viper, at this point, Viper's been in the game for a long time. But now with this rework, she's basically a new agent. Anybody who seriously plays like the game and is good has just basically doesn't play Viper. So we're going to have to see the meta develop with like and the player base adopt a Viper as these changes are being like as these changes have uh, rolled out. And as people for sure. try to pick her up and, and implement her in teams. 
Yeah. And I guess the other agent that we've never spent this long just looking at a patch note and talking about it. Um, mostly we just kind of move on, but Yoru. a lot of these changes are kind of technical enough that we have to show them. And I mean, Yoru, for people that don't know, Yoru was, you know, a fairly new character. Here, I'll scroll back up so we can look Yo, at his stupid face. I can't face. believe we thought Yoru was broke. <laughs> then he I was think, <laughs> what episode was that, Philip? Was that like like episode four or something? I gotta search this up. I'm pretty Find sure it. it was episode. It was episode two. Two? Wow. We're on episode seven now. But anyway, so if you look back at episode two, you'll see us talking about how back then it was when Yoru was added to the game. So that makes it like what two months ago, maybe three. Yeah. Um, and essentially Yoru's whole gig is he can teleport around. He's got some flashes and he's a duelist, but he plays differently from the other duelists. It's more like you're meant to win fights with positional advantage and get a pick, get out, like outplay your steps. Uh, Yes. It kind of sounds like just kills with extra steps. I don't know, but that was how they were. He was intended to be played. And his major thing um, was basically his gate crash ability and his alt Uh, gate crash being where he can put out this little orb thingy, uh, which moves forward in one direction until it kind of gets stuck in a corner somewhere and it lasts for like 40 seconds or something and unless you're right next to it 30. it's invisible it lasts 30, 30 seconds now it used to last for 20 which is okay it lasts 30 now if you think about it like yeah 30 is pretty good it felt like 40 honestly but i guess that's just the pace of the game bro it um, feels like 40 dude whenever when i, I tried to it. use yoru before i could even think about gate crashing that that was gone. <laughs> it was gone like, it was literally um, gone. But anyway, so yeah, you throw that thing out, it'd be kind of invisible, it would last for a little bit, it would make a noise if you got close to it, and then you could teleport to it, uh, and it would sort of put you in this weird animation where you couldn't shoot, and it was a little annoying. But anyways, everybody at the start was like, holy crap, this man can just like teleport across the map, nothing personnel kid, like suddenly behind you, and he can flash, and he's got like these fake footstep things, and... It's, it seemed like it was going to be kind of broken. Um, basically, <laughs> I have not played against a single Yoru in, I think, over a month. Um, I think Yoru apart is completely from, useless. That's not true. In BU versus BC, uh, we had a Yoru versus Yoru, and it did not go well for Yeah, me. I mean, that's because um, Yoru is basically dead weight. Yeah, I mean, so he definitely... The only time I ever see Yoru is in Unrated. Fun. He's also like okay on certain maps. If you know lineups, for example, to get your TP into spawn on a sense or something like that, you can kind of play around him. But he typically fell off the face of the earth, being one of the characters that everyone thought was going to be most OP. I definitely think he's the agent in the game that at launch, com- compared to without any changes made, compared to now, is like totally fallen off uh, yeah, their high horse. I think so. So this is a bit of a nice rework that they've brought out. Um, changes here, huh? Yeah. What do you think of them, Philip? So, I already went through the changes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about them, but um, let's go into how you think it'll actually change how he plays. He's still useless, bro. Come on. <laughs> still think he's terrible? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know if he's going to be any more useful. Uh, his gate crash. I mean, I guess it's... Okay, it lasts longer. You have more opportunities. You have more of them. Uh, I still don't think he's that useful, honestly. Like compared to any other agent with this like set of abilities, like I'd rather pick pretty much anybody else that takes a fight head on and is able to like initiate a fight than Yuru, honestly, because I I really can't see him being worked into any lineup. Yeah, from a team perspective, like from a team perspective, I definitely agree. Like I think it's highly unlikely that we're going to see a lot of duelists start switching over to Yoru because of this or anything like that. And I don't think a lot of teams are going to plan executes around this. Really, Um, I, but I will say, 
from at the time of you know us making the second episode i played your quite a bit because i was trying to plan out or i was trying to get clips actually for us to show on stream turns out i suck i couldn't get any clips but um i was trying to play your quite a bit and what i remember from my time in yoru was basically kind of what you said like if you could use your gay crash effectively if you could time it right if you could you know use it to its fullest extent you could be a force to be reckoned with but typically you couldn't do that his flashes are mediocre his footsteps or his fake fake steps are very you know situational so it was basically all about that gate crash when i played so this change from 20 to 30 seconds in itself is already pretty massive i think yeah. the change furthering that that you can get another one in the round for free is really interesting and here's why he is a duelist, which means he's self-sufficient, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's just a straight-up fragger. Everybody, and I agree with this, I'm pretty sure he was built around this, thought yeah. that he was going to be played as a lurker sort of character. And that's what's great about Yoru. You can fake stepping one way, you can TP that way, you can flash for yourself. But if you need to get kills constantly to replenish your gate crash, it's a lot harder to be a lurker whose role is typically to get like one or two kills and you're probably expending most of your util picks, to get basically, that. Yeah, exactly. So if you no longer need to kill people to get gate crash, your gate crash lasts longer. Those two together, I mean, and it's like harder to see because, you know, the range at which radius, you can you yeah. can see it is is farther in. That suddenly makes it a lot easier to use, I think, and makes him a much more intriguing lurker. So if you need to fill a lurker role on your team, I think Yoru is suddenly a viable option. If you need to fill a duelist role, you're done. Eh, not no. very much. And if you need to fill a flasher role, then like definitely not me. Like he's not Bro, even I mean, a top two flash in the game. I don't I don't know what your what role Yoru actually plays in a team comp. If you wanted a lurk, there's an omen for a reason. He's right there. Yeah. That helps too. I mean, and he has smoke, so you don't have to waste, you know, a slot on a on a lurk, like a dedicated lurk. And then like if you want flashes, breach is better. I mean, at flashes, if you want to entry, any duelist is better at him than Yeah, Phoenix, so, Reyna. Yeah. He falls in this really weird slot, and I think you have to be you have if you're thinking of a team comp, you have to be very particular in why you want a Yuru. Like he doesn't exactly fill anybody else's roles, so you have he kind of just fits in his own playstyle almost. Yeah, I do think I do think it's definitely possible. Though this is one of those interesting um, buffs where it's kind of low key. It's hard to tell where it'll go. Right? Um, I don't think this is going to make him as busted as he seemed like he was going to be at the start. Definitely not. It'll make him better. I mean, these are all yeah that will definitely make it easier to play Yoru and maybe even easier to play with your team. Especially with that gate crash having, you know, maybe your first gate crash kind of fa fails. Just wait a little, hit another site with your team and like TP on as a way to yeah. get a fight while they're distracted. You can stab them from the back. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think what'll be cool about this is because it's not going to make him totally busted. We're not going to, I mean, maybe at the start, we'll see an onslaught of people going back to Yoru. Like, you know, we'll go back to the the calling and like, oh, Yoru's busted nerf him. Uh, but I think in the long term, if they sort of keep these changes where they are, Yoru is going to become a specialist agent. He's not going to become totally useless where it's like, oh, we have a Yoru on our team. And he's also not going to be busted at all. It's going to be the kind of thing where if you come up against a good Yoru, it's actually a good Yoru, but it's rare that you see anyone try it, which I think is good. I think that's a cool agent to have in the game. What do you think? I think so. Unfortunately, probably not going to make the most common picks tier list, but yeah. maybe he'll have a he'll have a slot in the game for some certain players with that very particular style of playing. 
I agree. And while we're at it as well, just to close out the patch notes, you mentioned some things about Killjoy. As a Killjoy main, is this a nice little uh, quality of life improvement for you? I mean, I guess so. If I change my mind and don't want to put my nades one place, I can pick them up, and that's pretty cool. But what is I that... did notice, though, yeah. is in order to accommodate for this change, they changed the like they changed how you have to activate the nades like you have to look more directly at the nade now to activate it oh and does that mean I, lineups are harder uh no it just means that you just have to look at the like where the nade is with the icon like more directly right okay which is can be a problem if you're like aiming at something and you need to like kind of move your mouse and like aim a little more directly at the nade to activate it and i've been boned multiple times because I just forget this is a thing, and I try to activate my nades. They don't go off, and I get steamrolled. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, it's still something I'm trying to get used to. Uh, it's kind of For unfortunate. Sure. I, I wish Riot would change it back. It's either this is actually true, or I'm tripping hard. Uh, and it's always been this way, but that's something I noticed when I was playing Killjoy. Um, and I mean, for an agent that I play basically 99 out of 100 matches on, I would be, I would hope to think it's something that I can, like, is I can notice. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think this change is kind of low key, but it might actually have a significantly bigger impact than it might seem at the start. And here's why. And you can tell me more, obviously, because you're a primary Sentinel and I'm not. Um, I think a lot of the times when you play a Sentinel, let's say Killjoy, for example, right? You kind of have to decide early on whether you're going to put down your nades to stop them from taking sight or if you're going to use your nades in post to like either retake or to deny plants or something like that. Yeah. You no longer really have to do that. Um, we might now see a default situation where people always put out their nades to sort of deny plants slash stop them from taking sight. And if they take the other sight, great. You walk over, pick up your nades, and now you have uh, two you nades that you can retake you can't with. Pick up your nades. What? You can't pick up your nades. It's only during buy phase. Oh, okay, never mind then. Ignore everything I just said. I thought this was during game phase. That would have been crazy. Okay. Could you imagine if you could pick if, them up during game phase? Oh, dude, a Killjoy S++, dude. That's literally what I thought they did. I was no, like, no, why no, is no. nobody talking about this? This is insane. This is no, totally busted. No, no, no. If that was the case, <laughs> like, there is no chance anybody's playing Cypher anymore. Because, like, you can just you could just retake it, like, and hold sites with Killjoy. Yeah, that would be I mean, absurd. Sorry in the chat did say that it's definitely worse now for popping nades, and it's not an... Oh, is it? It's not so, intended. So okay, I'm they might not, fix it then. It's not. So I'm not. I'm not tripping. It's actually true, and I really hope they fix it because it's really annoying. <laughs> like, right. Like every time I'm trying to hold some angle and I need to look, look off of where I'm going and pop my nades, it's annoying. But yeah, if that anyway. was the case, as you mentioned, <laughs> yeah, that okay. sounded crazy it, to yeah, me. No, no, that's crazy. Um, I noticed something with Killjoy now that I'm playing at higher levels. Yeah. I'm putting. So I used to use my nades more to deny sight. I use them more to deny, deny plant now. Okay. So and like I put my utility back and I play off of it. So Especially like on bind, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that. Yeah, like inside the tube on, like on a rounds or b -Sight. or like anti eco, I'll do it to deny deny sight mo most of the time. But I, I kind of switch right. it up. You kind of have to at, at a certain point. Like if you keep running the same default setup, they're just gonna steamroll it somehow. Especially with raises, they always love blast packing everywhere and destroying your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Some, that's been one of the challenges uh, I've, I've been facing playing Killjoy, um, especially with raises who know where Killjoy utility is. They'll just blast pack right through and just bonk you in the head. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I actually kind of forgot about the weapon changes when I said we were going to close out with Killjoy. So let's talk about that for a sec as well. The Bucky. Uh, the Bucky, for people who do not play Valorant or are sort of new to the podcast, is a... Uh, it's sort of like the devil spawn of, of, of Valorant. Um, it is essentially the cheapest non-secondary, like cheapest primary gun in the game. Um, so not a pistol, basically. That is far more powerful than its price tag would suggest. Uh, for I think it was $900, right? You can yep. essentially one-shot headshot at one shot close armor. to medium range. Yes, one-shot um, with armor. And like, no yeah, asked. they're done for. And it's got the versatility too, where you can switch between left and right click to yeah. shoot sort of like a tighter spread and kill somebody one shot body shot close with armor um, or one shot headshot at sort of medium range with the right click. Yeah. So there, this gun basically was an extremely powerful shotgun broken. for Literally a very broken. low price. Yeah. And um, as you can tell from these numbers, I'm going to zoom in so we can appreciate. I kind of want to put like some dramatic music because this is just the death of the Bucky, right? Like this looks terrible. The amount of pellets in a right click shot from 15 to 5. That's the big change that I would love to highlight. Yikers. I don't think it yeah. makes the Bucky useless, completely useless. But those one shots from far away aren't happening anymore. It's going to be a two shot meat shot uh, at minimum. If this is considering all your pellets hit the person. You need uh, the first time around, so it's 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 tougher. Like I believe those five pellets can do, yeah. So twenty damage per pellet. So it'll do a hundred, and you need to hit him another time. So it's gonna be two shots to take somebody down with armor, which you know is is more balanced. But I kind of miss having an OP shotgun on uh, to use on attack side. Okay, as an omen main, I used to love it. I used yeah. to love playing yeah. the Bucky let's close just, to smokes. Let's just compare this game to CSGO. I gotta say, the shotguns in CSGO were like mega super, like super situational. And mm -hmm. they're, they're only really effective CT side, I'd say. Yeah. Like the sawed off should not exist as a weapon, <laughs> but it does. It's just, just such a troll pick. Um, I, I kind of appreciated having like a more versatile shotgun, the Bucky, for example. Yeah, uh, and I don't think it makes the gun completely useless. It just makes it more balanced. Like I agree, left click is still good. It's still gonna be a one shot meat shot right up close into your face. But from far away, you're not winning those duels anymore if they have a rifle. Yeah, I think. I mean. It was definitely getting kind of absurd when you would see people have multiple accounts in Radiant and one of them would be called like Bucky God or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and they God. would they would Bucky only to like high, high levels. Um, that's kind of absurd. Yeah. But I, I do think this is kind of going to end the Bucky era. Like it's still going to be a gun you see occasionally if somebody can use it really well. But I do think we've kind of, it's going to fall out of, you know, Bro, general mention. Why are, they, why are they screwing over all the guns I loved using? First, the Stinger. Yeah. The Stinger. I'm not, I, dude, I don't think I'm by the Stinger anymore. Like, the, the meta used to go from, like, if you won first round, it's like Stinger's armor, right? Now it's Spectre's armor. Like, this game is just getting more and more expensive, Gabe. What are they going to do? They're going to nerf the Spectre? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it's going to be AK, no armor uh, for, the, for the meta now. Damn. I a think. End of an era. I think we should honor, I think we should honor the gun with the proper send-off um let's see if i can queue up some some sad music here and make it work um and uh, no a compilation copyright. no copyright music. yeah of course a compilation of what the gun used to be as we say goodbye to wow. the bucky um Imagine. here i'll share sound so you can hear it too 
That is just... You're probably not going to be able to hear it, but it's okay. Let's let's just say goodbye to the Bucky. Just look at this gun. (laughs) Amazing weapon. $900. Moment of silence. You can tear somebody's face off. Yeah. There is uh, something with um, shotguns. I'm not sure many players realize, but... You know how you want to aim for the head in Valorant most of the time? With the shotguns, you actually want to aim for the body. Because it's about how many pellets hit the the uh, the enemy and not about yep. like, getting a headshot anyway yeah f's in the chat moment of silence for the bucky it will be dearly missed um it was absurd just- it was ahead of its time here let's say let's say a few words philip um I'll, I'll i'll just start and just say i i knew the bucky well the bucky kept me warm on the cold nights the games where I couldn't frag, where the enemy was better than me, I could still kill them routinely, no matter how much better than me they were. Because every round I had a buy and the Bucky made sure of that. The Bucky was there for me when no other gun was. I'm going to miss him. I remember in the late summer, it was a scent. And I had with me a modicum of credits. And what did I spend it on? Utility? No. Armor, perhaps. I could not bear the thought of it. But $900 for a Bucky. It was the sweetest purchase of my life. That fateful day on Ascent, holding down B site, the single choke point dividing us from the onslaught that would ensue. And it was me soloed sight with a $900 gun. And I died right away because I missed the first shot. I'm sorry. I'm just so bad with shotguns at this game. <sighs> but the Bucky, hey. If I can hit my shot, it's, it's one of those weapons. I wonder if the, the uh, clips will be as insane. I mean, you have to hit a person twice now, right? So maybe the Bucky will be played in a different way where it's like... Hopefully, you, this is not the end of the Bucky. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like one peak and then like you like counter strafe and like super fast peak again. Like just like a nice... Sh- I, I don't know what it could be. But this is definitely the end of an era. I mean, I'm still using the gun. It's just... You need to shoot the boy twice instead of once. Okay. I think that's enough of that. The sad music goes away now. We've said goodbye to the Bucky. For proper copyright, this is this was a video made by Quirky uh, Quirky or something. Can I... Can I... Can I scroll down so you guys can, this this person on 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 youtube so feel free to check them out if you want to watch more satisfying bucky taps the sad yeah. the sad piano music is not included i cannot believe Naya. okay so seven people listen to me talk about the bucky mm-hmm. <laughs> ah what a gun huh it's it definitely was a staple for its time do we think i guess while we're on the topic of those guns and then we'll pivot into some other stuff do we think there's any other guns in the game that are particularly over or underpowered that we would like to see changes to? I have one in mind. <laughs> the shorty. The shorty is stupid if you're like a jet or like a raise. The, the yeah. shorty is only useful for basically mobility agents. So, yes. I mean, I guess it can stay the way it is. But I wish the frenzy wasn't just a complete mess every time you sprayed with it. That's all. For $500, mm-hmm. I will pick the ghost up every single time. Because I can get the two tap on somebody. Like, tap on the head, tap on the body, you're done. But the frenzy, I'm just going to miss the entire thing. I'm not going to be honest. I'm just going to miss the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, I never liked the the stinger, the frenzy. But uh, the like... stinger was good. But now it's just too, it's too expensive. And, like, 
just all over the place, which is unfortunate. I um, agree. I mean, you can still use the stinger. Just you got to be up in somebody's face to use it, though. Um, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I wish it was like more of like an MP9 instead of like yes. Bison, you know? Like, I love yeah. the MP9 and CSGO. That's what the stinger should be. Or even the Mac 10. I mean, they're both Mac like. Mac 10 sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want to bring running gun into the game? Uh, <laughs> I know ass. people love that. Yeah. Um, no, but what I will say is the gun that I don't understand and I, I hate the way it's implemented the is the op. It's okay, the op. op. Interesting. I don't think it's over or underpowered. I know a lot of people, especially early in the game, right? I don't think the op has seen any changes basically since no. the game started, um, even since beta. The, other than, actually, it's seen one change, a price increase from 45 to 5. Right. Okay. And then I think that's fair in the movement speed. Right. But I think at the start of the game, like people really, people really hated, Oh, is there an ad playing? (laughs) I don't know who did that, but, um, there is a one there, there was one thing at the start of the game that everybody kept saying, right. You know, jet with the op jet with the op was absolutely absurd. Um, but it's still, it's still kind of, you know, definitely the most, the most effective way to run the gun, yeah. but you can kind of use it with a lot of, a lot of different characters. What I hate about the op and what I don't understand. And again, this is coming from someone who has 4,000 hours in Counter-Strike. So you can see where my bias lies is that, um, uh, the ADS. Thank you, Dari. Not ads. ADS is that you can't move at all while shooting with it. So you can't really clear angles. You can't combat op really. You can basically just like, what you have to do is you have to clear every single angle that you're coming across with the intent to shoot. If there is someone there, if you don't clear an angle properly and there is someone there, you can't flick to them. You can't recover in time. If you're moving at all, your shot is gone, like to the moon where GME never got to it. It (laughs) unfortunately is unrecoverable. Listen, it could still get there. It could still get there right here. Get him. (laughs) It could still get there, but I, I hate playing it that way because that's one thing that I loved about CS is you can use the op in that combat op style. You can get up in their face. You can even like contact smokes and stuff like that with this gun. Here, it's it rewards patient play. It rewards sitting back. It rewards kind of holding angles. And I, I mean, it's okay, but that's only half of the usefulness of the op in CS. And I feel like they're totally neglecting the other half. So I would love to see just a slight, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a super slight increase to accuracy when moving. Just make it so you can move like... A little bit. It could even be like crouch moving levels of like speed. Just make yeah. it so that you can like move and sh- and shoot when you stop with the op, because it's kind of absurd otherwise. Ha, huh, Gabriel, don't you know that it's very unrealistic to be able to shoot and move with a sniper rifle? Anyways, I'm joking. I would kind of yeah. like to see other agents be able to use the op in a more offensive capacity here. Um, the op as it stands is very hold angles, get kill. You can peek with it. It's it's more difficult. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, Kenny S. Do you really do you really want to go into those days of like, oh, I'm just gonna? No, listen. Boink. We're not talking like 1.6 AWP here. Like, I mean, the movement speed back then used to be crazy. Like Markalov, we're gonna bring him back. Um, but but no, I I, I would jumping, like to see a change. Jumping head, <laughs> just jumping collapse all over the place. Uh, yeah, no, not no, about those, that. Those are the days of CS. Anyways, back to Valorant. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how it's gonna. I wonder if it would really. It wouldn't end up. I think it would end up. Uh, it wouldn't end up affecting you know agents like Jet, uh, that movement. Yeah, like, like just that movement. But it would make like retaking with op a little easier. Uh, we would make generally peaking with angles op easier. I wonder if 
that has any implications for pro play like i think the op would really get used would, a lot if they did this change basically god it would get, it would be kind of op used. yeah i wonder if that's what's i wonder if, uh, how that would make the game play well because it's interesting about that is like it's already more expensive than cs than the cs op mm-hmm. and in cs the op isn't op so i think what the difference is is the game especially the is this is Valorant, not CS. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it's also just kind of like in CS in pro play when you're making an actual, like when you're thinking about team comp, you need an, uh, well, you don't need, but most teams will have an opper, like somebody who's really dedicated, seen, good at I the opper. I have seen a team without an opper, honestly. Like the op is almost yeah. essential. Yeah. In Valorant, like you don't, you don't really go out and search for like an op player. You might look for like a jet and they can double up as your opper, but yeah. you don't really look for somebody that's good with the op um so that might be a difference in like, like to prevalence see a more sniper like having like an opera as a, a staple of most teams or would you like this more rifly kind of meta that we got going on i don't i mean i'm super biased i've got more kills logged on the op than any other gun in cs by a substantial margin it's literally a point um, and click adventure i remember it is. back in gold nova lobbies just sitting in there and people like yeah the op taking snow skill it's point and click adventure you know yeah, and I think at least in Valorant, it's harder to use the op. I'm not sure if that makes it necessarily harder in a good way. I don't know if that makes I just skill ceiling high or anything, but like, I think the because the price is already so high in Valorant for an op, it's it's okay to make it a bit better. I mean, I hate maybe. I mean, I hate I all know. ops. Honestly, I hate getting picked up. I love any opera. angle. So. I just got to say yeah. here, my bias here is the op should just not exist and we go to five-man rifles. <laughs> that's fine with me too. Honestly, if you're going to, like, that's the thing, because I can't use it how it is right now, just get rid of it. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. While we're there, just make the marshal useless too. Like, yeah, how about we just, instead of nerfing the Bucky, how about we nerf everything else and then just go to a Bucky-centric yeah, meta? that's great. That sounds fine I mean, me. at least in, I got to say, the op is just unwieldy for me in in valorant at least in cs in valorant yeah at least in cs if i picked it up i could use it i was mostly a rifler but you know if i needed to pick up an op i could use it in valorant it seems like boy this is an expensive weapon that's uh, severely situational i can't use this for anything yeah and i mean quick patch dari in the chat making a great point valorant will be fun when it's quake i agree but there is one crucial difference between valorant and quake and that is that valorant has tournaments which i will use as a transition let's talk about the other thing we need to touch on that's unreal Um, dude i know really a ha ha i see what you did there um we do have to also touch on something pretty massive going on here at the bu um gaming we didn't talk about this last stream this is so exciting we really didn't touch on it i will say in the past we've talked about the different leagues that we play in you know naccs csl cea um i'm involved in a production capacity in naccs that's going to play off soon too as well i will be um producing maybe observing and casting some of those matches and we will be the a team will be playing in some of those matches so keep an eye out for that uh starting this friday i believe we have naccs but more importantly on Saturday, we have a in-house, essentially, um, tournament that we are hosting. Uh, it's actually part of a much larger tournament called the Red Bull Campus Clutch. Let me see if I can't bring up that so that we can talk about it. Do you know that much about it, Philip? Like, can you give us a rundown? I don't know how much you know about Eight it. Eight teams will enter. One team will exit. Um, this is true. Actually, is, it'll be more like six, but fair play. Yeah, so I think how many people have signed up for it? Like five teams and like 10 solos? I don't know how many. Something like that? 
It, um, we here have, we have from now a significant amount of players, I believe. You know, well, let me search it up on Faceit, maybe. Yeah, entire, I can actually tell entire, you in a sec. Yeah. So the entire point is, you basically sign up either as a team or a partial group or as an individual, and you get matched up with people, and you compete in a single elimination. Uh, I think yeah, it's all BO one single elimination style, except for the finals, which is best of three. Um, and you compete yes. through, I believe, two rounds of single elimination, and then the finals is, yeah, is finals is uh, best of three. Best of three, I think, yeah. So what this actually is, is that it is part of, I don't know, people keep saying the voice is, oh, Philip's voice, yeah. Okay, that makes sense, what you said earlier, makes sense. Um, but I will say, disregard that, this is actually part of something much larger. We're talking about specifically this event, because obviously it's the one that we're going to participate in. But what this actually is, is it's part of the Red Bull Campus Clutch, which is, a series of almost global events that Red Bull is hosting oh, yeah. uh, for university students. So what they're doing, and there's a nice little map down here that we can look at, is they are hosting uh, tournaments across the entire world. I don't know if this actually shows other countries. Let's see if I can. Oh, it sure does. Oh. Um, they're hosting tournaments around the entire world um, in universities, and then they're taking the winners of those. And eventually um, they're going to all fly out, I guess, somewhere in person in a land and play a global international best collegiate valorant teams tournament called the campus clutch so because the u.s is so much larger than a lot of these other regions you'll notice europe has a lot of slots as well um but the u.s the way that they've done it is they've split it up by states so i don't think all the states have a qualifier but most of them are basically hosting a couple tournaments at different universities specifically for massachusetts we have one being hosted by boston university one at mit one at umass amherst and one at northeastern yeah. um and Northeastern and BU being the more prevalent uh, Valorant teams out of those four. Yeah, that's right. What this means is that the anybody from BU can sign up to the BU tournament. Similarly, anybody from Northeastern can sign up from the Northeastern tournament. And then the winner of each of these tournaments will go to a statewide, like regional tournament. So all the best teams in Massachusetts will play each other. And then the best team out of Massachusetts will go to a national tournament, which I think Red Bull might actually fly you out for. So you play on land, but I'm not entirely sure about that um Play they'll go to the, land, like a national um, one but it's well, still on, on land right yeah. servers yeah yeah um go to a national tournament and then the best team out of that will go to an international one which is the actual campus clutch um so we are lucky enough to be hosting the bu gaming clubs or you know boston university tournament with the bu gaming club um and again, as I mentioned, that means anybody, not just from the A team and the B team, anybody that is a student, I think graduate students included at Boston University can sign up for this tournament. You can bring your friends, you can be of any skill level, you can sign up and just try your luck. And what's especially cool about this is it's actually going to be played somewhat in person um, at the balance patch. I guess, what would I call it? A it's land center? It's internet yeah, cafe. something like that. Um, esports center, whatever they call it, um, which is basically just like an, uh, yeah, like a land center esports cafe, um, with a ton of great rigs that can play Valorant very well, tons of great seating. And I presume, I mean, I know they host a lot of fighting game tournaments there. So they've got like caster areas and backdrops and Red Bull is actually renting out 
uh, I believe somewhere between 25 and 35 seats for us to go in person there. You don't have to go in person, but you can, if you're signed up and it should be really, really cool um, to play in person against these other teams that is happening this Saturday, April 10th, around 1 PM EST to around seven to 8 PM, depending on how many teams we have signed up. And as of right now, we have four full teams signed up, a team, B team, and two other teams from BU. Um, as well as somewhere around 13 solos, um, which basically means if you don't have anybody to play with, you can sign up on your own and you'll get matched into a team um, on the day of the event or maybe a bit before. So we're looking at somewhere between six, maybe even seven teams playing mostly in person for a chance to play nationally or at least regionally. That's pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I can't wait to get uh, matched up against the A team and just... (laughs) <laughs> listen i'm more scared of korean snake all right like i'm, I'm the, he's terrifying the siege b team is apparently um they're playing the wrong game that's what I, that's what they are they're playing the wrong game let's find balance patch here as well so i can yeah, show uh, off the uh, actual place on, we'll be uh, playing wealth 101031 commonwealth avenue so it's near it's like the alston side of ca- campus yeah um, so it'll be pretty cool. I see, I see some people talking in, uh, in the chats about possible guests. I don't know. I don't see why not. Um, the only thing you have to pay for, as far as I know, at balance patches, if you want to use an actual rig, I don't think there's like an envy. So I'm pretty sure anybody who wants to watch can come and watch. We will have some sort of production value as well. Uh, the e-board as well as the Red Bull people will be, um, doing something of that sort. So there might be a stream going up at the very least, there will be highlights and demos, um, VODs at the very least, uh, share afterwards. So we can look at all the great action that happened maybe interviews with players, hint, hint, there's some things in the works there, no um, which would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I can't but, wait for this yeah. to be E-League 2.0. It's uh, the second best um, eSports tournament to ever occur in uh, Boston. I don't know. Balance patch. Yeah. Here it is. But I am very excited to play yeah, this. I'm excited uh, to see this. Have you ever played at a land, Philip? No, I haven't. The one I did, I contemplated playing at a um, at an internet cafe in Vietnam like a few years ago. Then I just didn't go, unfortunately. But hey, that could Fair enough. Could I have fun. played at an internet cafe before a couple times, but I've never played at like a full on land tournament. So this yeah. will definitely I be very that. interesting. <sighs> Just solo queue till I die, basically. But hey, I kind of get that, be, unfortunately. I'm excited. I'm going to bring some of my uh, I'm going to bring some of my gear because there's no way I can. Uh, I, I can't do it with the house gear. Can't do it with the house kit. Just can't do it for sure. And again, if anybody is watching this and wants to sign up, you can still. There is still time. Any players of any skill level can sign up. Uh, there is an announcement on the BU Gaming Club's Discord, which you can look at uh, for sign-up instructions. Otherwise, you can reach out to myself. You can see Gabriel TM9 um, in the overlay there. Uh, hashtag 0001 on Discord or any BU Gaming Club representatives, and they will help you sign up. It should be really, really cool. So if you have any interest at all, I would say sign up because it's not just about winning. It's it's just a great opportunity to play. You know, It's not about winning. It's about having fun. SpongeBob. This is true. Yeah, the real the real campus clutch tournament is the friends we made along the way. Yeah, again, only open to BU students, so you know, just transfer here. Just transfer here for a day or two if you really want to play. Ain't no problem. That seems like a good idea. No problem. Yeah, but uh, speaking of the teams that are going to be present there, let's just quickly give an overview of the event. We have quite a hodgepodge um, signed up. Let me see if I can bring up the actual face it um, thing so we can look at it. Do you want to? Who's on your roster? You know what? Maybe our roster. 
Yeah, our roster is pretty much what you'd expect. It's the um, the A team roster. It's myself, Jason, who's Escalera, um, Brian, Falsia, Daniil, DNL, and Optimum. Um, Owen, but Optimum. We have an interesting roster here. Yeah, you guys are kind of special. You're running something different this time, right? Yeah. Uh, Bobber can't make it because he's a busy bee. So we stole somebody from your roster, from your uh, sub roster. Yes. We're going to have Fubi on board uh, to fill in for Bobber here. And then the rest of the roster is just pretty normal. It's myself, Dari, uh, Missile, and Pystrom. So we're going to have a good time. Hopefully we don't get uh, instantly matched up against the best seed. <laughs> yeah, so these... Uh... We want to win a few before we uh, we have to, uh, you know, get gets into the Shadow Realm. I mean, I'm well, So this isn't even for a group seeded. Team, you know? As far as I know, it's just yeah. random. So Dude, this will be interesting I, matchup-wise. Bro, if it's random and the first opponent is A-team, that's going to be so... That's sad. a bit of a yikes. It's, so it's okay, sad. we'll just forfeit it for you. It's fine. We're going to have to knock you out of the tournament that early, dude? It's going to be so unsatisfying. Unfortunate, man. For sure. Hey, then I get to cast, though. Hey. If you knock us out, I get to cast. So that's there's great. That. Could I incentivize you, you know, with uh, to forfeit <laughs> so I can cast? Do you uh, I mean, maybe. Do you take what are you gonna offer me? You take these. Oh, a six pack of spoons. I was hoping for something different. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which we can't mention on stream. Um, no anyway, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yes. Yeah, so that's the B team that signed up. A team is pretty much what you expect: Optimum, DNL, Escalera, Falsia, and myself. Um, I find it especially interesting to click on people who have played face it like face CS it, yeah. before, because it gives you a bit of an idea. Um, yeah, like Daniel has played a lot. I've played quite a bit. Um, yeah. The mean, other two teams here, <laughs> interesting names, right? Uh, probably not recognizable at a glance, but they are terrifying. I will tell you that. Yes. And what? Yeah. First and foremost, we have Victorious, uh, which is. Oh, wait, this is the team. This is the R6 Rainbow Six Siege B team here at BU. Um, What's the other team then? And they have some terrifying players. Before we get to them, let me just quickly highlight. We have played against these guys before. They We scrimmed at them once, uh, and it was very close. They took a map off of us, I'm sad to say. Um, <laughs> and we we won on the other map. Um, hey. I will be anti-striding you if you're watching this, so... Be aware. If you run almost. anything like that scrim, you will get anti-stratted. Can't believe we but almost took a map off of you guys. This man right here, Asian Snake, Korean Snake, he is crazy. It's gonna be I'm interested in highlighting after this tourney the battle of the killjoys if possible. Because I want to see who's the best sentinel that Wait, we have. He plays this killjoy. Oof. He plays killjoy. Dang. And he's terrifying. Yeah, my setups are gonna have to get interesting these days. Yikes. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but then the other the other team that we talked about, Aiden Jet OP. This is made up of the Boston University, I believe. I don't know if we have multiple League of Legends team, but it is one. It is a league team. That's yeah, a league team. No way. Um, they, yeah, we've got Zingbet here. I'm actually so excited. To know, like how <laughs> Zingbet isn't even um, on the core, like gotcha. like like playing roster of the the league team. He's the coach, so he's great at his game, and he plays Valorant on the side. Um, gotcha. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, Quantum confirming in the chat part of the league team. We actually had Zingbet here as a guest um, previously. Uh, I think it was last episode, right? Joe Marino? Yeah. Yep, we did. Joe Marino. So you can go back and watch that, episode six. If this is the VOD, uh, I, I'm going to say I'm, I'll put like a little thing up somewhere, up there probably, so you remember. can click on it. <laughs> yeah, somewhere up there. I'm not going to remember, but you can find it. Um, 
but yeah, great guy, super interesting team to play against here. I'm also getting confirmation. Boop, 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 boop. Production is telling me that uh, Alias, this guy right here, is actually part of the Rocket League team. That's so terrifying. No, we have. We are now. This tournament is made almost. 50% up in terms of confirmed teams. This tournament is 50% made up of rainbow six siege rocket league and league players. So that is, <laughs> that is really funny. And if they end up actually steamrolling the tournament, I guess they should just become the Valorant team. Oh no, frankly, like I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up my, my hat. Like yeah. uh, I'm done. If, <laughs> if we, if we lose a map to them, like I'm done. Um, so we'll see. Uh, oh, it'll be if interesting. If you lose a map to them, you actually are done. Unless it's well, I guess finals. if it's in the final, it <laughs> could be in the, the finals. finals. You have another chance. Yeah, yeah. we have a bunch of solos signed up, which is exciting to see. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see too. I don't know if we can check that here. Um, I can't I actually hear. I'll just quickly leave the tournament with the BU team so that I can show you how many solos are signed Bruh, up. This man really um, just said goodbye. Yeah, if I sign up as a solo, it tells me that 14 players are queuing. You can barely see that on the right side. I can't really like move it for you guys, but yeah, there are 14 players queuing and there are another... Oh, wait, next team matchmaking in two days. Oh, look at that. So it does tell me. So in two days, 17 hours and 56 minutes, which I guess would put it at actually like three days from now. So that's what, like the, the that's the 10th. Never yeah. mind. So is it um, including you in the queue? Yeah, that's including me. So there's actually 13 solos signed up. Oh, so there's um, going to be three people and then like nothing. What? Yeah, we'll see. If everybody shows up, all 13 of those solos, then unfortunately we won't be able to field the third team and three people might have to, you know, either sub or like sit out or something. Uh, but we'll we'll figure that out. But yeah, so this does confirm what I mentioned earlier that you will get matched as a solo on the day of the event. Gotcha. Uh, let me quickly join back in as yeah. the Actually, you Valorant team. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'll don't do worry it. about that. Not important. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, okay. Let me make sure I put the right roster in here. All right, great. Yes, so... Definitely, if you want to sign up, if you have any interest in Valorant at all, as I just as you just saw, like so many of these players aren't on the Valorant team; they're just playing for fun. Um, I would definitely say check it out if you want to, because it'll be really, really fun. It's hosted on Faceit, as you can see. It should be a good time. And you have yeah. until the tenth. I had apparently ten a.m. No, wrong. You have until the tenth at twelve fifty-five um, p.m to sign up so you have until day of until right before we start at 1 p.m do you think we'll get like two more people to sign up so that we don't have to say well these three people can't play i guess that all depends on the people watching this stream right if you know anybody that you think might be interested in signing up you know reach out to them so interesting for sure and i'm excited to play that it should be really really fun both from the content creation side i'm gonna be lugging i've already told joe this but i've got like <laughs> Let's see if I can find, I've got like tripods and gimbals down here and stuff. We're going to be lugging a ton of gear to try to get some cool shots and interview players and stuff like that. So even if you are just a bystander, who knows, maybe you can get interviewed and talk about your favorite team out of the <laughs> League B team, out of the Lee team, the R6 oh team, the Rocket God. League individual and the two Valorant teams. You can oh tell us which of your favorite, yeah, uh, which is your favorite. That's so funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like going up <laughs> to somebody. It's like, yeah, I've been a huge fanatic fan for like my entire life. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I've been yes. a huge uh, A-team fan for, like, since I was born. <laughs> Actually, I'm a huge so fan of Zingbet. That's why I followed him to this Valorant tournament and not the League of Legends ones that he plays in. Uh, you know, yeah. that's how it is. Uh, but for sure, that'll be really, really cool. Um, do you have any closing thoughts about Red Bull, Campus Clutch, the tourney? Um, I think I pretty, pretty much talked about it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. 
Today's been the wild. A-team B team rivalry is real I've right been, now. I saw Dari in the chat like spinning yeah. some mad fire. Like I've been mm. barely uh, I've been barely getting in my hours in Valo, so I think these next few days just gonna grind a game or two just to keep you know yeah. keep the blood flowing. Uh, and Dari is now immortal. I will tell you that he's now immortal. It's we literally true. can't lose. Like, give me a reason that we'll lose. Exactly. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> It's yes, over. and just to confirm yeah, to I don't know how to pronounce your name in the chat, but Lo 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 something like that. Um, yes, if you sign up but you can't make it in person, you can hundred percent play remote. So yes, yep. you can do that. Um, Lo dang, I said it right. That's crazy. All right, um, that's the first time I've had like a crazy name in chat and I actually managed to say it. Anyway, um, so. I think with that, we've pretty much covered. I mean, we covered the patch notes. We covered the tournament. Is there anything else that we need to talk about, Philip? I don't think so. I think this. We got to wrap this one up. For sure. Does the chat have anything that they want us to talk about before we leave? I think we have a couple more minutes, so we might as well. But if not, then we are pretty much ready to wrap up. I'll just keep blabbering on about random things for a couple seconds to give any questions to roll into the chat. Yes, Dari. Uh, Dari said he will be signing all BU jerseys. Um, we don't have any BU jerseys. Yeah. Not even the players have BU jerseys. Um, but if you can sign my forehead, I would appreciate that. Um, I will never wash it again. Uh, yeah, I'll wear a plastic bag. So <laughs> my you know, a cool thing would um, to do is to like buy a keyboard. Actually, we have a stipend from Corsair now. Buy a keyboard from Corsair. That's true. Have everybody sign it and. Oh, like, that would be so cool. Club. Just for the like, game. Like frame club. it somewhere. Frame yeah. it. Yeah. Like every single year, every time somebody is about to leave, you know, all the seniors just sign it. Oh, that would be awesome. Joe, if you can make that happen, please do. If not, I think I. If actually, not, I will have a Corsair keyboard back there that we can sign. I will make um, it happen. Yeah, I am. We do have time to pull uh, some Corsair merch out of somewhere. And I will also mention while we're on the topic of Corsair, if you do attend in person, there is a solid chance that there is um, some Corsair or Red Bull stuff flying around. Just saying some incentive to come in person. Dude, Red Bull, that's all I needed you to say, bro. I need more energy drinks. Uh, yes, it's, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, 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 yes. I'm very excited too. But what I'm not excited for is having to close out this show. Uh, I, I listen. We need to get a sponsor so I can make transitions like Linus. All right, like I, I really want to make Linus Tech Tips transition to like Glass Wire, but I can't. So instead, Sponsored I will have to settle. Here. We'll sail away just like a ship. Yes, this is. It's not. A, I, I don't. We should probably rename this to the Corsair. Oh, I think I was supposed to have done that actually, because uh, we are now officially partnered with Corsair. Well, so I guess. Anyway, they're never. Uh, it's again. fine. We'll do it next time. It's going to be great. This has been. In the unofficially Corsair showstopper, BU Gaming Club showstopper podcast, the Valorant podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Monka, joined as always by Philip Tran. And that is it for us this week. Catch us bi weekly talking about Valorant. So next time will be the 21st, I believe, because yeah, uh, it's the 7th. So, yes, so, yeah. we will be here. In the, on the 21st, same time, uh, when do we start? 5 p.m.? 5 p.m. EST, every other Wednesday. Catch us next time. It has been great. I hope you all have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. Now we're down to just two players with a bomb down. Falsy finding three, four. Will we see the ace from Falsy this round? 